This is the I Know Podcast, where we're all about healthy debate, honest conversation, and talking beer junk. Information, knowledge, observation. This is the I Know Podcast. Information, knowledge, observation. Also, I Know Nothing. Season 2, man. It's season 2. Who would have thought that we would be here so much, so much, so much months later? Most people, I guess. Really? Yeah. I, I don't think it was that bad. Huh? I don't think it was that terrible. Think so? Yeah. But we here, nigga. That's what's important, man. Anyway, uh, I feel so, yeah. comfortable. Uh, <laughs> I need that end though. Uh, this is this is uh, um, officially the first episode, but not really the first episode because we did one before with um, Kurt Thompson that coming out soon. It was a one light podcast. Um, but yeah, so yeah, this is basically the first episode. So anybody that never watched the podcast before. The I Know podcast is basically where we just talk about things, right? Where our curiosity leads us to places that we have never ventured before, and we talk about what we know and what we... No, we just talk about what we, we know. Just talk about, I we don't just think talk... we ever talk about anything we know. Really? I think we talk about things that we know. Shafet specials? Yes. <laughs> but also the fact that we still still speculate about things we may not know. So whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So um, we had a lot of conversations in the past, and we were very inclusive of... This is like the most inclusive podcast in Barbados. We had the evil white patriarch, um, the white male, Josh Rogers. We had, <laughs> we, had, we had the white but not really genderqueer Lucy Hammonds. We had, um, we had Cachet, oh. Gay Gay Cachet. Who else wow. we had? We had Erin. Um, She's just Aaron. She's just Aaron <laughs> from Slam. Ezekiel, we had other people. A whole gangster. Your whole gangster. An entire gangster. Yeah, that, that, turned, that turned Christian and stuff. So we try to keep um, the spice of life, the variety, the spice of life, diversity. What is? Diversity. Right. So yeah, but um, I was supposed to ask you though on, on the podcast that we did, we recorded a few days ago. What are your New Year's resolutions? For this um, year? I don't really do that. Like, I think that I think I am superior to other beings. Mm. But. I just feel like if you want to change something about yourself, you don't gotta wait till January first or say, "Oh no, January first, go oh, can't do it anymore." You know, be like, "Doesn't feel like change yourself, change But that's because I mean, the turn in the new year, you think about something to do. Like, you ain't got nothing. I thought of things to do. I gained weight recently. I want to lose weight, but very nice, Romar. Romar sneeze. Everybody say bless you. Um, <laughs> shout out to Romar in the building. Shout out to Nayasha in the building too. Um, they're they're all set. Every I time you say shout out to Nayasha, she waves. Nayasha is on the camera. It's not on Nayasha. But anyway, yeah, you were yeah, saying. Yeah, uh, like, again, wait, again, little belly antenna. I don't know what's that. So I lay one. And Nasha says I got something else, but your mother. <laughs> Man, I got a belly, a bubby, everything. Man, I, I went overseas and I didn't know what happened. I, get, I did go with the intention to eat with. So eat with everything. To... I went with that intention. Say, say. Like, I ate a lot of food that I would not normally eat. Say, say. So I just want to start working out. I ain't eat healthy. I'm gonna start working on it. See how that works mm. off. And then I may, I may eat healthy. Mm. I, I want to go out more though. I haven't. I didn't go out like like consistently like out to go like, out where though. Oh, the party and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In like long, be like must be about two years. I ain't like consistently went out. What? Yeah, I mean like I would go like one off, say like a Saturday, and then stop, and then mm-hmm. like another five two months. Two years later. Ago? Five yeah, months. Man, yes, 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 yes. Literally, I don't know. It just didn't really appeal to me. I guess, but I mean, for like somebody that, a young 20-something, that's yeah. kind of odd. Like, even if you, I'm not saying go to a party, but like there are things you go to as a young 20-something that piques your interest. Yeah, and there's got like, you ever had a gyration shit where you're like going to party and like, it's got like a relationship 
in the party. You mean during that one song? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. Oh, it's been like, okay. yeah. It, it's connection so yeah, strong. They, they are, I'm married to some girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, been it's been married for like, yeah, like, yeah, married. like, like three, three songs or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. she knows it too, you know. Yeah. You're like, right. you, haven't, you haven't went to like a party and like, you know, this girl not really tall, but she will like leave whoever she's dancing with to dance with you I, I, that because of that me, relationship. That happened to me for the, for um, Puff and Kanye. I tell you, but I get that whole story. Yeah. Right? yeah. And then my relationship turned into something else. And yeah, me. I know you got three kids. I know. She's pregnant. Yes, she's pregnant. He's friendly with y'all. No, um, but yeah, so yeah, I think that's basically my thing to go more. Like, and then you got other like personal ones that I wouldn't say. Mm, like um, buy more pants. I don't know what you're trying to say. Now <laughs> <laughs> this pants is getting washed and it still fits me the same way, but I get what you're saying. No, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. I was to ask you when Kurt was on me. That sign that um that we didn't cover, right? Mm-hmm. Which one do you think comes first in a relationship? Shaking in front of your partner or chewing chicken bones? Big my ass won't chew chicken bones in front. I mean, I was a girl. I can't remember telling this story in the podcast, right? Oh, this girl I was talking to. This is a last year or year before thing. I talking to this girl and she won't go. She won't go. She won't go. Oh, like, all right. We went, you know, we went, we went so seven. This girl or the, whatever it was, shrimp was in it. What I told her to don't watch this girl. Take this with your shrimp. Chew, 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 chew. Take it. Oh, she want to puff it. Want to suck. <laughs> I was like, what? What is happening? This I, idea with my chicken fingers trying to be posh. Listen, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that it would be an issue for me until I saw the way someone ate. I went to. I went to with a girl to um Olympus. Hmm. And trust me, I don't really care. You still have more chicken bones? No, 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 oh, okay. no. But it's not even that bad. We went out to Olympus and. She, uh, she went and bought nachos, right? Mm-hmm. I did watch the movie and she got the nachos that she had and close to she mouth, right? And she eating, she eating like three nachos nachos at a time. come in a container. Yeah, right? she holding the nachos. And she's holding the container You know, you know, you know what you've got the Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and then you get one by one. <laughs> that whole, right? I said, nah, boy, this guy, this nah, guy, that's get, a, cut, this guy get cut sharp. That's, that's, it's the level of savagery. It's not only that you, this girl is showing her trim bone, the bone, trim, whatever it's called, tail. The girl took it. Like, if you're going to chew it, like, I guess some people eat it. That's your thing. But the girl took it and just pelt it one side. When you say pelt it one side, I mean, she did not throw it on her plate. She did not put it on tissue. I mean, she (laughs) took every piece of shrimp. If there was eight pieces, it were eight tosses one side. And like, I'm conversing, I'm conversing in between these tosses. And it's just like, you aware that you're tossing. It's not more littering. It just, it just dirty. Nah, they got, so they dirty. got shrimp tail etiquette. That they got, they got. It's true. Yeah, it's true. If you ask down to eat pieces, swallow it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one has to know. Like, I'm never ordering shrimp the first time that I go out. Nah. Uh, and actually, it can take a while. So then, when I, so the way I actually just know, I feel, I feel like shrimp first before I part. If I had before I chew chicken bones, I don't chew chicken bones. I don't chew them. But I had the option. Of course, I'm sure. That's an intimate. That's a, I feel that's an intimate thing though. If it be in a, with, with partners, that's saying chewing chicken bones. Yeah. Like, I, I am more disgusted by you eating dirty than shitting. Everyone shits. Everybody ain't got to eat dirty though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's why you look so puzzled, right? By standing by it. The girl threw the thing one side. <laughs> one, just, just one side. Not the current she played. Not like cut it off with you. With you uh, poorly. <laughs> so Str- struggle with it a little bit like you're supposed to. It's so weird though. Being, you know there are benches oh, I'm late on you. We say the South Seven, like regular white part benches. The girl yeah. was sitting on there and just put it like in the road. Cause you know the road is really. Psh, like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> all right, it's the same. All right, it's the same. I can laugh at that for days. All right, anyway, all right. So 
we continuing this diversity thing. We had conversations about transgenderism. Um, I think since the beginning of the podcast, like in and out, we would just yeah. give me a story, and then we got more stories coming out like every week that we can talk about today. So we um are gonna bring on Alexa, and Alexa decided to live her life as a transgender woman. So she's gonna talk to us about that and stuff. So yeah. Yeah, we are back. Okay, so yeah, so as I was saying before, um, LGBT um, topics is something that came up a lot, and I realized that one thing about people. One more time, a shift, but I. Sorry, <laughs> Okay, but anyway, anyway, one thing about people is that they kind of mix up gay issues with transgender issues, and they are distinctly um, apart from one another. So. We need to talk about one and then talk about the next one. So we had Uncle Shea before, and today we're going to talk with Alexa. Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, Alexa, we we had we had a lot of things to say um, before well, last year about transgenders and stuff. Um, but before we get to that, mm-hmm. the main thing that I want to talk to you about, which I think should come first, and I want to talk about your experience. Um, first coming into your own understanding your identity and what you have faced doing so so discrimination etc so I guess you can take it away alrighty uh, well let's start with you know the self-awareness bit um, from I, I always say from because I can't even pinpoint which is that age but surely it was before I was five years old I had an awareness that I was not like other male children in my neighborhood I was not like any of the male figures that one would expect a young male to emulate and I realized that I identified more with the female sex more with the feminine gender um, of course, in Barbados, that is something that for many parents, even my mother, it was difficult to, you know, wrap her head around it. She was like, no, something is wrong here. We need to fix this. Um, but as time went along, I'm now 24 years old and nothing has changed. Um, still very much identifying as a woman, still very much, you know, living my life as a woman. So wait, sorry, when your, when your mother said, when your mother said that this is something we have to fix, what did she do? She didn't, she didn't actively, she didn't actually say something is wrong, we have to fix it. It was more her actions that made it clear she felt something needed to be fixed. Um, so she didn't really get away. Yeah. No, there wasn't, although somewhere around the age of 12 and 13 I think there was a, a pray the trans away pray the gay away thing going on but you know at that time it came under a different context and I'll get to that in a minute um, really what I was experiencing in the whole corrective business was going to school you know how it is in school they segregate the boys from the girls and you almost always hi, saw hi, hi. Me. okay for example um, at our school even though it was co-ed It would be a situation where if there are activities, they separate the girls from the boys. You had a boy's line and a girl's line, whether you were lining up for lunch. This is secondary school? It's primary school. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. That's what was the question. I was like, wait, what's going on? This is very strange. So going through, you know, dealing with primary school, of course, it was in a somewhat rural, for lack of better words, community. And so social attitudes around things that are different are not as they're not exactly nice yeah, yeah, yeah so there was this situation where i faced a lot of homophobia a lot of transphobia um 
to the point where it was a situation where even teachers realized there was a disruptive behavior going on in the classroom where anytime there was an activity where other students had to interact with me, mm -hmm. everything came to a screeching halt because those students were not cooperating. They were ready to start a huge fight. It was even situations where, for example, you're handing out books. So you tell the student, okay, go into the press, take out these books and pass them out. If it happened to be me passing out books, it would literally be a case where I give you your book and as soon as it lands in front of it, God bless. Literally, situations like that. And there were some, yeah, exactly, the whole, the whole Hail Mary short of getting holy water. And you know, there were even some students, that they, they really went overboard with it. And some teachers were like, okay, something is wrong here. This is, this is not acceptable. I don't care how you feel about this student, but this is not acceptable. But at least they said that, because I know some teachers wouldn't. Sure just yeah, not yeah, yeah, yeah. Some well, mainly it was because it, it, they mainly said something because it was disruptive to the classroom environment. Mm. If it were something subtle that was not so out in the open for the teacher to observe, even if she wasn't paying attention, I don't think the teacher would have said anything much. Mm. Um, and then, of course, now fast forward over to secondary school, some of the same behaviors followed me over. And Wait, this is still primary school? This was primary school I'm talking yeah. about. Sorry. I'll, I, I, I'll, nah, I listen, just was imagining. Listen to me. Bear <laughs> shite <school>. went down. Jeez, <laughs> 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 Bear shite went down. Okay, so I, I wanted to ask you, okay, so we're at secondary school. But I wanted right. to know, uh, do you have like really, really bad experiences that turn physical? Um, there, were, there were a few fights that I would have gotten into. Um, this was mainly because children, you you want to be social. You want to reach out to other children, get involved in games and whatnot. And there were situations where you would have a group of students trying at all costs to avoid. And when it got to a point where they couldn't avoid me, <clears throat> where they couldn't avoid me or they realized that I'm making that big of an effort to become a part of the play circle, that's where there would be one student that decides, listen, let me get this clear. I don't want you around me. If you can't around me, it can be a whole bacchanal thing. So a threat, okay. And it would be a threat. And there were some mm -hmm. cases where sometimes I would call the bluff and I'd be like, but wait a minute, I haven't done you anything. Mm -hmm. You're playing a game. I want in on the game. And there would be situations where there would be some pushing and shoving, but nothing to say like I came away with scratches and bruises or cuts or anything, fortunately. Uh, yeah, um, I, I was going to say... I thought that was what would have happened in your experience. Right. Well, they may, they mainly never allowed it to get to that level okay. because, you know, it's a, <clears throat> the playground environment was supervised. It was always a teacher within earshots. There, there are prefects roaming around. Mm. So as soon as something goes wrong, a teacher is there within less than five minutes. Mm -hmm. And usually if it's one of the more senior teachers, they come in with a belt. Ain't nobody want to get no licks for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that was how it was. But in terms of you know, violent, brutal, no. It was mostly verbal and the passive-aggressive battery, as I call it, the odd shove. You know, you're walking down the court and someone comes and hits you on the shoulder, yeah. making it seem as if, oh, there's not enough room to pass, but you and anybody within that, within that immediate area know that was deliberate. Mm. Um, so secondary school, it had its issues because then this was where, of course, puberty is going on. I'm observing all my male classmates. They're actively pursuing relationships with girls. I wasn't. I was mostly keeping to myself and being a bit of a bookworm, and that's something from my upbringing. I was always told your schoolwork is more important. And when they, when my mother realized that I was having such severe difficulty making friends, 
she said, you know what? Your schoolwork is more important than all those friends because there's going to come a time where your friends are going to leave you and it's going to be between what, who you are and what you know. And it makes no sense that you know nothing and you have all these friends and then they leave you. It's simply you who knows nothing now. So you identified as a woman? Yeah, I identified as female school, um, my entire life. Hmm. From, from when I was able to get a sense of self and realize who I was, mm -hmm. I realized, you know what? Yes, I understand boys have penises, girls have vaginas, but you know what? I see myself as a girl. This I'm observing, you know, my female peers. This is the life that they're living. And I identify better with that than what is expected of me as a male child growing up in Barbados. I cannot do rough and tumble games. I do not like the action figures and all those. No, that's that's not me. At the same time, it's not every single thing about, you know, feminine socialization that I attach to. I'm not that crazy into dolls or the, you know, easy bake oven and everything. You friggin' easy bake oven. I got a 30 inch Mabe stove in my kitchen. To open the fridge and cook something. Oh, sorry, it's a cook. Okay, okay. I'm <laughs> <laughs> 220 pounds. Pushing that get me here. Yeah, that, 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 that makes sense to me. I get up and I cook stuff. <laughs> that makes sense. So, but then, but then, were you. You were identifying as a female, mm -hmm. but you were interested in males at the time, or you weren't interested in um, anybody? I, re I, I really wasn't interested in anybody until, of course, when puberty comes in and you're coming to understand relationships, you're experiencing sexual attraction. And I had realized I was more interested in my male classmates than my female classmates. This is in secondary school. In secondary right? school, mm -hmm. yes. And of course, you're still dealing with, you know, homophobia and transphobia and everything. Only thing in secondary school, the ante is upped. Mm. So where it would be just the teasing and name calling, there is the very serious risk of violence. Mm. Mm. If you're an 11 year old child and you're coming across a six foot four fifth former that's ready to literally throw you against the wall if you piss him off too much. You know, there's a moment where to protect yourself, you have to toe the line. And in my case, I not only had to toe the line, but even lie in some cases about how I felt about myself, about how I felt about others. So there were very awkward situations where I was trying to pursue relationships with female students. I didn't have a damn clue what the hell I was doing. Okay. You know, I just was copying certain behaviors and, and trying to emulate them. And it was just one mess after another to the point where all the students started to avoid me because they're like, OK, this person is just creepy. They're just mm -hmm. strange. Mm -hmm. We don't know how to interact with them. They're just they're weird from day one. Mm -hmm. For instance, first form, they were weird. And now this is coming up now to fourth and fifth form. Right. They're just strange. And uh, there were situations where teachers would notice this behavior in terms of the hostility and the tensions. But there's a, there's a certain culture in a lot of secondary schools, and particularly the one that I went to, and I'm not going to call the name, um, where you call they don't... Theory, no, it's fine, you know. Well, <laughs> but then again, everybody knows me, so they know that I went to St. Michael's school. Anyways, oh. um, so there, there was a, a culture going on where some teachers saw what was going on, and they either were not sure how to intervene, or they just intervened in the wrong way and actually made things worse. Or they just decided, you know what, that is going to hash out itself however it can. Whatever happens, happens. Mm. And I mean, there was even a situation where my mother had to write to the principal because one student in my class was making a concerted effort to make my life miserable at school. There was not a day that was going by where this student did not 
either harassed me, made certain statements that were very uncomfortable for anybody to hear. Even teachers were having to get involved and say, look, you can't be saying those sort of things to them, you know? Mm. And the principal read the letter, had the meeting with my mother, and my, my mother recounted the whole situation to me. And she was like, I can't believe he actually said, oh, well, they do that all the time. That's just how it is. Mm. I even justified that, oh, the students even say the same thing about him. This is my child that I'm dealing with, and this is how he's handling the situation. So after that, it was just a situation where I had to resolve, you know what? These people are not interested in being my friend. I don't want anything to do with them. So aside from if it's a situation where it is schoolwork and we have to work together, and even then I ain't really too keen on having to work with you. That caused so many problems. You know, if you were a cashier now, you would walk with the scissors and you cut the man. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I was one that I, I made sure to memorize the handbook from cover to cover. So I knew certain th- I literally used to smuggle my cell phone into school. Mm-hmm. I once had a guitar in fifth form. And people were just saying, oh, we're doing bag check. We're doing bag check. They checked my bag. They checked the guitar case. And they found nothing. And then when everybody's left, they see me pick up the guitar and rattle, and the phone drops out of the, of the stomach exactly. of the guitar, and they're like, oh, so you had it in there? I'm like, yes, and you don't say a damn word. <laughs> mm. But then again, I mean, what's, what's the point of confiscating an old phone booth Nokia? Yeah, but you could have walked with something, though. I mean, I, I'm thinking that if I was in your experience where, you know, pe- people just out to get me, Oh God, those signs sharpening. You know, you know, Robert. The compass and the divider, you could get away with it to a point, but sharpening then, I mean, back like, your toothbrush or something. Something, something, some sort of jail sign. Some sort of jail something. Two in a day. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, moving on now, leave, having left secondary school, there was a moment where I was now going into BCC. And I realized, you know what? This is now going to be a situation where the ante can be upped again. There's nothing you can do about it. But what you have to do is decide how are you going to walk into this? Is it that you're going to walk into this with the same, the, the same plan of action that you have throughout secondary school where you're going to be lying your way through and trying to tell everybody or something that you clearly don't identify with? to the point where it causes you an anxiety because let me tell you it is exhausting and it's draining to live a life that is not you that you don't identify with it's literally like wearing somebody else's clothes they're like two sizes too small and you force every button every hook every zip to fit and you're just like trying to navigate i can say for a fact comparing when i had to wear a boy's school uniform when I was going through that whole church phase and I had to wear the whole blazer outfit, blah, 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 bullshit for church meetings and whatnot. And when I was job hunting and I had to, you know, wear usual men's clothes for an interview, I hated all of it. In fact, I was so happy to get away from those clothes and transition. I think I burned half of those clothes. And the other half, I had them tucked away in a storage bin somewhere that whomever passes through and says, look, I'm looking for clothes. Here, have them. I don't want them. So what size you is, though? <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, back then, I, then, yeah, yeah. then I, was, I was bigger than I am now. And oh, you're smaller no. than oh, I am no. now. So okay, okay. Um, you, you would have some major alterations. You, you just said something that I, I didn't think of to ask. Mm-hmm. But you said when you were going to job interviews, uh, you, you would wear um milk You know, clothing. like the whole... Yeah, I get you. But where you were, no... Did you start out 
Did you go to the interview? I showed up for the job interview dressed almost exactly like oh, I am okay. now. Okay, I wasn't oh. asked if you went to the interview um, and email no, schools. No, because, then... well, what happened? What happened? What happened was, but that something similar happened um, to what you're describing happened to a job that I had gotten back in 2013, mm. where this was now where I was trying to get my transition started. So the first interview, I was in a polo shirt, because um, it was a kind of business casual thing. So it was a polo shirt, fairly loose, but not like baggy jeans, black jeans. And I had on, I can't even remember what type of shoes I had. And my hair was short. And then the second interview, it was a similar outfit, but now there was a wig. And then as right around the time that I got the job, it was, yeah, it, it was kind of morphing. Yeah, that's, and by the time, sorry, but that's kind of cool. That's, yeah. that's kinda well, cool. no, well, this company was one that they had a head office overseas. So they would have had their, oh, so their diversity rules. Right. So, you know, it wasn't a case where I was jeopardizing anything. It was that, okay, these people will be respectful of it. And if there's a problem... You were aware of that when you applied? I knew. Okay. That's why I felt comfortable to, yeah, you know, okay. make these these small changes. I made them subtle. No, but I, I, I think in that, like, if you went to the interview, you know, in a shirt and tie and, and then you went and work show the first up on day. Monday. That's why... No, 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 no. No, nothing that drastic. Nothing that drastic. Nothing that drastic. That is honestly what I was going to ask you, like, what that process was, like, going to HR and being like, well... We're pretty fun is that. We're Nothing that drastic. Um, yeah, so that was the situation, and uh, so ultimately, I had stopped working there after a couple of months. I left that um, office, that company, and uh, of course, shortly after that, my mom passed away, and then that was where I dealt with transphobia hitting home, and not hitting home in my household, but hitting home with my relatives, Mm -hmm. because they had not seen me for years. They had no idea as to even the fact that I was attracted to men, far less that I identified as a woman. Because I was estranged from my relatives, mainly because my mother and they did not have a very good relationship. Okay, okay. So... overseas, I'm guessing, or they were here? No, here. Okay. Um, I, just think, I just think that's kind of hard to, I don't want to say hard to hide, but that is kind of hard to yeah. ignore. Well, well yeah, my household was a relatively private one. So, I mean, let me see. No, they knew that I was attracted to men. They didn't know about the transition. Oh, okay. Because, um, but then when my mom passed away and relatives started visiting, I remember on one day in particular, my, I, I don't want to call her my great aunt. She is my mother's uncle's wife. I'll put okay. it that way because they're kind of in the same age group and mm-hmm. it just sounds strange. Um, so she visited me at the house. She and her husband, they visited me. And, you know, they were asking, you know, the usual questions. What happened? You know, have you started making any funeral arrangements? Blah, 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 blah. And just as they were about to leave, she notices, because I have my hair kind of like looking like I was playing electricity and I lost. Mm. And she's <laughs> like, what is going on with your hair? Because she's kind of St. Lucian. I'm sorry. Yeah, I have no brass with these St. Lucian accents. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's That's like, what, what is going on with your hair? I'm like, it's, it's just going out. She said, you need to do something about your hair. I said, don't worry. Something will be done about it. So along comes the day of the funeral, and the hearse showed up. You know, everybody shows up. No, almost none of my relatives had recognized me when I got out of the car because they had no idea of the transition. It was only they were saying, this face looks familiar, they, but it does they, not. Sorry, they found out that you made the transition at your, your mother's, mother's funeral. funeral? Some knew a little while before. Like, my grandfather knew, like, 
less than a week after my mom died. But majority of the people, but the majority of them, no, they didn't know. I have to admit that is hilarious to me. <laughs> that is hilarious to me. I, 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 well, I, 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 I didn't care because I was like, you know what? I I have to go through this. I only have to deal with them for this morning, and I go back home, and they're out of my life. Right. Again. And as yeah. I said, they were never really in your exactly. Life. Exactly. So, so, so exactly. You know, yeah. I couldn't give two shits to the cat's ass. Exactly. So I have to use that. I don't know what it means, but it sounds provocative. Basically, is is my aggressive version of two shakes of the cat's tail. Okay, okay. cool. Okay. So, um, there was literally a situation where the funeral hadn't started yet, and I'm, you know, looking down at the casket at my mother, and I'm just reflecting because she died suddenly. She mm. wasn't feeling very well. She was <clears throat> hiding the fact that she was unwell mm. until like two days before she died. And it was, she came home complaining she was extremely cold, had on this winter jacket and everything. And a couple of other people had told me that that same afternoon they saw her blazing sun and she's in this jacket complaining she's cold. And, you know, so I'm there like, okay, I have no idea what is happening. I mean, not two years ago, I've lost my stepfather. Now my mother is dead. I've buried two parents in less than five years. I now have to rebuild my life all over again and just get used to this whole situation of it was a family of three and now it's just me. So I'm doing all that reflection and people, I I don't know if maybe it was a shot, but it was very composed. I wasn't crying or anything, but it was just me numb. And I had noticed my great aunt, not the the solution, but this was another great aunt. Um, so she comes and she's interacting with the, um, with my mom's friends and who not. And she approaches me and I said, I called her by name. I said, how are you doing? I haven't seen you in years. And she's like, and you are? You're from church. It was that kind of a, it was a, and you are with that kind of tone in it. I said, and I called her by name again. I said, you mean to tell me you don't recognize your niece's child? And she was like, What? When do I give birth? She give birth to a boy. Was this in front of me? In church. In the church. In front of my mother's casket. And now anybody that knows my mother, who knows me, would tell you that moment my mother's temperament started to come through. I said, you listen to me and you listen well. If it was good enough for the dead woman in this box to deal with me, it's more than good enough for you to tolerate me for an hour. Mm-hmm. So I start when I started with that tone, two of my mother's friends recognized, all right, this is Joy Child getting ready to cast just like Joy Possessi. Right. So they're like, ah, 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 stop. This is not the place for it. And, you know, I dealt with that and, and that do, was Do that. you get that reaction often, like people in the background being like, oh, what do you so <laughs> Yes. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, I get that all the time. I'm like walking, minding my own business. A car might pass and they, I might happen to recognize the car as belonging to someone that I knew before. And especially if the, the person is accompanied by other friends, you would just see a finger pointing. And then, you know, you hear the comments and everything. Do you care, do you care at this point? No, I don't. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I have gotten to a point where I am able to live my life comfortably. Anybody who interacts with me, they're realizing, okay, this is how she is. Yeah. This is how she sees herself, and it's not changing. That was something my mother had to, had to you know, deal with and accept. I said, there's no turning back. This is all very permanent. You've tried for years, hoping that you could fix it. It's this not- what your mom said? No, this is what I told her. Oh, right, okay, okay. This is what I told her. I said, this is something you tried for years to fix. It's not fixed. I am not broken. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was, a, it was a lot for her to take because 
it wasn't just that it was her child it was that she did not like the female sex. She always said, I always hated my gender. I find women catty and petty. Cattish and petty, I just can't stand them. Right. So when I was pregnant, I was praying like hell that I was carrying a boy. I was relieved when the doctor, you know, told me it's a boy. And so now that was my, a curveball. And yeah. My, <laughs> my, my mother literally went, and now to realize my son is turning into my daughter, it's a bit much for me to handle. But you know what? I can't change you. I won't change you. I just hope that nobody tries to harm you nor exploit you. I have to ask you, do you, do you understand? Okay. You, of course, you have a disdain for transphobia, as anybody would. Mm-hmm. Do you understand it, though? It, well, you see, it comes from so many different perspectives. I mean... I, I tell you, you're hitting me with some very serious questions. I mean, like, no, I, I mean, like, listen. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I understand. The, the, I, I understand it too, but to give it one answer, that's where my difficulty comes. Okay, I found really when um, obviously we knew ahead of time you were coming, and I was like, okay, I wanted to ask the difference between a transgender and a crossdresser. Mm-hmm. I, I can answer Google. that now. Right, I went on Google, but <laughs> right. I mean, well, for, those, for those who don't can't be bothered to Google and they're plenty of intellectually lazy people on this mm, island. That's A transgender person, for example, myself, I identify as a woman. I live my life as a woman. It is more than just clothes and makeup. It is how I interact and deal with every situation in my life. But I thought okay. cross-dressers do that too. They kind of... They cross-dresser is, is... They still are like men when they're in For lack of better words, it is mainly wardrobe deep. Right. I was mm-hmm. going to say like a theater like theat- like theat- like performance. I mean, the, I thought... It's, it's, almost, it's, it's, it's almost like drag only thing. It is not just for the sake of a show. It can it can be something that goes on the whole day. It goes on for the person's entire life. Right. But they are not identifying as female as or feminine. Oh, okay. Turn off. It okay. is just, it's exactly, it is just okay, right. I like these clothes on me. I'm going to wear them. Um, you, you know, keeping up with appearances, Mrs. Bouquet. Yeah, she right, has a right, brother-in-law, right, right. Bruce. Right. And there were occasions where you saw Bruce. It was one time Bruce was at the gas station filling up the car in a princess's outfit. What's for Bruce is turning into women? Is nah. that weird? Oh, no, Jenna. Bruce. <laughs> no, not... Well, all right. Y'all just went for a whole... There are multiple I'm talking Bruce's about one... I'm talking about my sister <laughs> Violet. I'm talking about my sister Violet's husband, Bruce. Is yeah. That's you know the one with the son and the Mercedes and room for a pony. Oh, yeah, I remember. So, and the uh, husband, Bruce, the turf accountant. So Bruce had a cross-dressing tendency? Bruce, yes. Yes. And there were... Even in the episodes, there were um, situations where Violet and Bruce were arguing... And it was over. Bruce always wearing Violet's clothes. And she says, but why do you want them? They're women's clothes. And he says, that's why I want them. You know? And when, like I said, there were situations where you saw Bruce dressed up as a woman, except for the fact he's not wearing a wig or makeup. You can plainly tell it's Bruce, and he's in a woman's dress, and he's happy-go-lucky. Like I said, he was filling up the car at the gas station, and he's waving at Hyacinth and Richard from the gas station. And you know, Mrs. Bouquet is not having any of that. She's like averting her eyes and telling Richard, drive straight on, Richard. Yeah. <laughs> you you know, know? I, I, the, the one issue that I have, um, there are a few issues that I have with activists nowadays, not all of them, of mm-hmm. course. But one, one is that they kind of paint all transphobic people with the same brush. But I mean, anything that is like, say, I, I believe it's like less than 0.01% of the community is trans, right? 
Did you say? What community? Like the population? Anywhere. anywhere. Right, the population. Yeah, the population, right. right. If that is the case, right, that is not something you see every day. Mm. And seeing, knowing that a man was, that somebody was born a man, and now identifies as a woman. It's a lot, yeah, a male, right. It's kind of hard to, like, take in. And so we're supposed to accept that in a manner of, like... I get you a thousand percent because it's, like, it's not necessarily, like, hate. Yeah, it's, it's not like, hate. I am not accustomed to seeing yeah. this. It's like, give me a minute, let me let it settle, let this become a norm. Yeah, sometimes the what the ras is like, what the ras, like literally uh, what my shoulders are so broad. Literally, what, 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 like, what, what am that? I supposed to be taking in right now? And a lot of people don't take the time to really understand. So the ones that do, though, but just don't aren't fully aware, I don't know, I think you need to kind of treat that kind of that way of thinking a bit differently from somebody that like, has malice towards somebody like you. Well, okay, there are a number of statements I have to make. Number one, it's not a fact that 0. 0.0 whatever percentage you gave. In terms of persons who will, like I do, step forward and say, I am transgender, and that we know they are transgender, maybe that figure might apply. But in terms of those who are and just will not say anything, because let's it's face it, the world can be a viciously ugly place towards mm-hmm. trans persons. I mean... I can't even remember the figures, but there were at least 325 trans persons that were murdered in the last year between October and September, of tw- between 2016 and 2017. Oh. And over a nine-year period, just under 2,100 trans persons around the world okay. were murdered. Mm-hmm. The majority of them about, no, it was 2,600 and something, and 2,048 of them happened in the region of Latin America and the Caribbean, more specifically Latin America. But isn't that such a hard statistic to, to come by? Because as you said, these are only the people that come out as trans. Yeah, that was. Well, they, they either trans or just gender nonconforming. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what you mean by that's a hard statistic. Hard because it's like. Um, I was reading your bar the article and you spoke of people who messaged you and said, well, I want to identify as woman, but for whatever reason they can't. So I'm saying, like you're saying, I'm saying that number could be a lot bigger than that. Mm-hmm. It's just that these people might not have come out to the public, come out to the world and say, I am not a woman or I am not a man. You mean, so you're saying it's hard to, to measure that if yeah. so many people aren't... Are, exactly. Yeah. That number could I'm be 10,000, but it could be 8,000 people that just haven't like, come like out. I, like I said, that's why I said there's a difference between the number of persons who will step, be willing to step forward and make themselves known as trans. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, there's a much larger number. It's just like, for example, let's look at gay statistics. If you look at the number of persons who are gay, that would be the number of persons who are willing to step forward and say, I am gay. Mm-hmm. Whereas there are a whole additional slew of people that are, but will not say anything. They either keep their lives very private or they'll deny it up and down if it ever comes up. So wh- how many people would you do you think are... Um Really transgender, what wouldn't say. If you had, if you, for you, what do you believe? I honestly have not a clue. I, I really don't care how many there are, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, we all just want to live our lives. These, this whole issue of statistics and numbers is only coming up because right now there's an issue where something as simple as, for, for example, I go to work every day. I walk from where I live to where I take the bus. I take the bus and I go to work, and. 
I should be able to do so just like any other woman who leaves home and goes to work. I agree with that. However, I have the issue where there will be persons who may know me from before my transition and will make it their business to tell others, does a man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Literally, in those exact words, does a man. And then there's this whole slew of verbal harassment. There will even be instances of physical violence, mm-hmm. you know, and it is when this whole issue of trying to point unnecessarily point out trans people to expose them to violence when that comes up that is where numbers are coming in because now okay something has gone wrong and we need to track this to see how much work we need to do to fix it okay okay so for me personally as someone who just wants to get on with my life and do what i gotta do live from monday to monday and not have to worry for my safety not have to worry for my friend's safety not have to worry for my family's safety you know I am not looking at numbers. I am just looking at my experience from day to day, what it, where it needs to be, where it's at now. Okay, and let's get into that. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about your day to day. So you made some comments mm-hmm. on Facebook um, in response to somebody. And usually I call names here. I don't know if you want to call names. Call it. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I had a comment that she made on Facebook. It was regarding the... Um, Majestic Creations Majestic. Right, it was, it was the It's basically the um, homophobic baker's argument That's what it would call it, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, you, you know what? You give, you give the scenario um, About the, the couple that came into the baker's shop And if you know it Right, because um, this, this matter had come up like five years ago Back in 2012 yeah. um, Basically, a gay couple They were getting married And they wanted to get a wedding cake made for the occasion So they came to this baker And ultimately, the baker refused to bake them a cake Because it was for a gay wedding And of course, this was right around <clears throat> the time I think there were certain legislations in, um, in effect That were saying you cannot discriminate On the basis of sexual orientation or gender identity And so the couple launched a lawsuit against the baker So ultimately, it was that the couple won the case but now the baker wants to appeal the decision, so it's now come before the Supreme Court. And in the midst of all this, took the, because I think CNN had reported on it that it's now come for hearing before the Supreme Court. And she posted and she said, I can't remember verbatim what she said, um, but some persons had not only copied and pasted the post to me, but they sent me screenshots of the post. And she essentially said, this is what I, this is my view on something called choice. Um, it was the baker's choice not to bake a cake for them and the same way, what is something, essentially saying that persons can choose not, to, choose not to do it. But not only that, she took it a step further by saying people can choose not to accept the LGBT community. That is what caught my attention. And then she went on to say the same way how persons do not accept the Ku Klux Klan, the Jews, the blacks, the whites, the Hispanics. Yes, she said this and she went down the line. People can also choose not to accept the LGBT community. What really irks me is that these people, as soon as you do not agree with them, they are ready to say that you are homophobic and you're persecuting them and they're getting all up in your face with their damn agenda. Who the hell do they think they are? I'm just calling off a memory. And she said, what I actually hope is that the baker in turn sues them for defamation of character. 
And it, it was just really out of place. And that got my blood boiling. Because then I'm sitting down and I'm remembering my own instances where I have been discriminated against for services. Can you imagine if you're trying to take the bus and the driver of the bus sees you hail that van, it may stop and let other people get on, but as soon as you try to get on, they drive off. Okay, I, okay, I, I wanna comment on that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm very torn between your view and Amory's view. The reason why is because regardless of what the situation is, if I have, say, a family business or a small business, nobody can compel me to do business for somebody that I don't want to do business with. You know that's the thing, though. You're like, wrong. I, I thought so no, as well until you read the funny thing. You can't. How so? You're open to the public. Thank you. No, wait, but if it violates my conscience, I'm not going Nobody to do the best of my ability. Shit. Apparently, like, I'm you sorry, can... I'm sorry. I'm being a bit militant and blunt, okay? Mm. Here's the thing. You are on public record as a business that is open to the public. As long as whoever walks through the door, Big Bird and Snuffy can walk through your door and say, I want you to bake me a cake for my birthday. Mm. If it is a cake that you are capable of making, if they're paying legal tender, as long as they're not asking you to do something that's either illegal or outside the scope of your business, then you have to do the order. Really okay, so, okay, so wait. Make a, make a, make a cake it's just that you going. It's just that you're going to a supermarket. The supermarket is open to the public. Anybody can go and shop there. But it's not, that is not somewhat putting my... Free, my freedom of artistic expression in jeopardy. But As in, I'm no, choosing... That, no, that was a very good point you just brought up because in the same case, they were saying... The guy who was a bit, that's what I was going to um, say. Is he, wasn't, he didn't refuse to bake a cake. He refused to do a custom cake. Yeah, using the then, symbols of the... And then well, his yeah, argument what was, I read was that he refused to do a wedding cake. And right, he a custom offered, wedding cake. Right, right, right. right. Well, no, it, what I was presented with. It said he refused to do a wedding cake, period, but offered to do other types of cakes. So, like, whether it was cupcakes or plain cakes or to cater, like, cakes and pastries, he was willing to do. But the wedding cake... He was putting us off limits to them. What, that was what was presented to what me. What I read was that he's willing to do a kit, just not a custom kit. And then his lawyer was saying, um, about the same freedom of artist expression, he was painting, painting the idea of a baker and the same, with the same brush as an artist, sculptor, poet, what, what have you. So he, he was saying, as a kit decorator, he does not have to do this. Not saying I agree, because I kind of think that was just an excuse more than anything. Mm. But it, it, it was a valid thing as a kid decorator. Do I have to be a kid that I don't want to make? I just want to clarify something. You're saying that if I, if I have a if I have a service, right? Mm-hmm. And I have a business that I built. That's open to the public. That's open to the public. Can't refuse nobody's service. That, that, that I, find, I thought so up until today. Uh, yeah. I wait, I wait, wait, hold on. Hold on, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Right, there, there's somebody that, that has been on the po- uh, has been here for the podcast a few times and I want to introduce him just quickly. I think he wants to make a comment. Maurice. Ma- Maurice, come on, come on, Maurice. Come on, Maurice. No. This is your place. Uh, I, I want to hear your opinion. Because assignment that don't seem right to me. Um wait, wait, now, now, come, come on, come on, Maurice. Why are you wearing a, a, a little jeans shirt thing, man? Look. <laughs> Come through, baby. Come here. Come here so people can see you, man. My reason you're wearing a jeans shirt. <laughs> you just scooch around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can grab a chair. No, 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 no. Just give, just give you comments or something. I don't want to hear long. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I don't think I don't everyone likes to put everything in the same uh, 
category. I really should have tacked some time to think about this before. <laughs> nah, <laughs> we don't do that. We don't right. do that. Everyone likes to put things in the same category, but you can't really put artistic expression in the same category. You will put a supermarket in. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's about artistic expression. But no, the I can't is, I can't create something. Precisely. I can understand government-owned entities that need to cater to everybody. But if I have my business and no. within my no, business, well, 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 let me let me explain that concept. For example, for example, here in Barbados, okay, the constitution essentially binds all government offices and agents not to discriminate against persons. Right. Of course, it does not speak to sexual orientation and gender identity, but there are a couple of other oversight, me oversight mechanisms through other diplomatic bodies that are supposed to see to that. Now, it says plainly in black and white that no government agency or office is to discriminate against a member of the public. It says nothing about private entities. This now is where legislation, like individual acts of law have to come in and close that gap. So here in Barbados, it's a little bit of a free-for-all. Mm -hmm. But in the context of the U.S., where it is that the Constitution is saying, point blank, you cannot discriminate against anybody. And then there are acts of legislation in place that say you are not supposed to discriminate against persons. Mm -hmm. This is why the uh, Masterpiece Bakery lost the initial case in the Colorado court. Okay. Because the judge sat down and said, look, you discriminate against these people on the basis of their sexual orientation. It is unconstitutional. On top of that, we have state law that says you cannot do that. You've lost. Okay. Wait, before, before we finish, Maurice, you got anything else to say? Uh, that's like forcing a photographer to accept any job or forcing a Yeah, that's, but no, that's the that's way they came to do. I agree, well, yeah, Maurice. I don't Marcus understands. Yes. Discrimination, I understand discrimination, yeah. Right. But providing a service, especially artistic service, that falls under Lil's. That is right. As an artist, you can refuse to do something that you think, like. Right, because like, the art, I, I, artists, I, I, I mean, subjective they're, they're is not. Like, exactly, yeah, but like, not, not every public service is an art. No, 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 not every public service. Okay, my thing is this. This is what I'm thinking, right? And and, and stay, stay for this too, because I want you to hear what you're thinking. If I have a small business right here in Asha, I don't know why you guys <laughs> If I have a small business, right? Mm. And I and I open it to the public, whatever. And somebody comes in, whether it's that I know the person personally, and I know that they're just a bad person to work with. If I know that I've heard rumors about somebody not really paying money on time, blah, blah, blah. Whatever the reason may be, I can say, I do not want to do business with that person at if you sell brownies and someone walks in your store and say, I want this brownie, you cannot say no. You cannot say no, you cannot take this brownie as a in the States. Because according to um, Alexa, you can't right. be. Or at least you, you cannot say, or rather, it is the reason behind refusing them. So, for example, you cannot say, no, you can't have this brownie because, because you, you are, are handicapped. Black. All right, or even that because no. you are black, you can't have this brownie because you are black. So then, basically, you're saying if it I, must if be it is discriminatory, it must be. Don't say it it must be. For it? example, <laughs> it, it, it has. <laughs> you get me? Wait, I missed that. That went over. No, me. no, no. I said so. If it's if I have discriminatory discriminatory reasons why, just don't say them, and I and that will more or less keep it. Yeah, keep it to yourself and mm. find find a way around it. Yeah. Okay, so if it is, even if it meant that the masterpiece creator guy had to say, well, look, yeah, this looks like something, <laughs> no, even if he had to say, well, look, this, this project looks like something that I don't think my staff can handle this, so to avoid taking on an order that we may screw up, we're going to have to decline it. 
And I am more than certain that would have been perfectly fine. Yes, the couple would have been disappointed, but they'd be like, all right, fine, we'll find someone else who can, you know? Right. You, but you, and you do understand. Well, okay. To and me. Wait, pause wait, a minute, because yeah, another thought just came to me. Mm-hmm. Just like how we sat down and we argued right. that, you know, you can sit down and decide you're not going to do business with whomever you choose to. Yeah. Let us say if that were right. the, the concept. As I asked in my rant, when I responded to Amory's comments, where do we draw the line? Right. Because they could have gone to Masterpiece, and Masterpiece says, no, we're not right. going to do this cake for you because it's for a gay wedding. Find another baker. They go and they find another baker, and it's the same thing. I agree. And he finds another and another. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So I, there, I must agree. Be a, I agree. there must be a line that can be drawn right. to say... You can't have that situation because ultimately they're put at a disadvantage. I, I, that, that, and that is the reason why I, I was I was torn. And that parallel with um that when she um, when she said uh, if a if a black baker sorry if a black baker had someone come in from the Ku Klux Klan and say we want a tenth anniversary Ku Klux Klan wedding for our meeting do it for <laughs> us right <laughs> and that means sorry. that means that they are compelled to do it. And I, because it still falls under the same guise of that principle. If it is a simple cake and it does not show any symbol, because we all know the Ku Klux Klan is designated as a hate group. Okay. Well, not necessarily. No, they are. Yeah, no, the Southern Poverty Law Center in the U.S. No, to has us, designated no, to them us as a hate group. Yeah, but then what is hate? Who defines no, it? No, there is like, you know, like how there are gangs that are registered as gangs. And yeah, right. So right. they're right. literally on a, a list. But no, but I'm saying in their eyes, do they think they're a hate group? But according to they're the U.S. government... They think they're a separatist group, from what I understand. According to the U.S. government, right, they are true. a hate group. Based right, upon true. what their actions, their words, and actions... So, like, if no a member of Ku Klux Klan was to commit a crime against a black person, it's automatically a hate crime. It's because un- you're a member of a hate group. Right, right, right. Okay, no, but what I'm saying is, in the case of a Ku Klux Klan member, who thinks that he... He simply believes in a white a belief system where he... A white ideals where he thinks that everybody else is lesser than him. If he comes in and says, well, look... I would like a cake made, blah, blah, blah. Then the black baker is compelled. Mm, This this is what I was about to clarify. If it is a simple cake and it does not show any images or any writings or any designs or anything that are directly linked to the Ku Klux Klan or any racist white supremacist ideologies, Mm. anything that can be classified as hate speech, once the cake does not have any of that, he has to bake it. Right. But mm-hmm. the minute he so much as even puts the Grand Dragon logo or anything on there, he can say, Mm-mm, I can't do it because you are asking me to put something that represents hate speech. Mm-hmm. And I cannot do that. I cannot be a party to that. Okay. That's why he brought to the artistic thing. So then, okay. So then if a, so if a Christian says, you want me to put something on the cake that I just simply do not agree with nor believe in. That is not enough? Says, the law does not make any bias towards any religion. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. But that's the same right. thing right. that Marcus is saying. There's right. a difference between a religiously held belief and a, a statement that is prejudicial and can even lead to someone or a group of people losing their lives. If, let's say, Sister Marshall and the Wal- Holy Band right. were to walk into the cake store and say, well, look, we've been doing crop over for, I don't know, 15 years, I don't know. But we've been doing crop over for all this time. And we want a big ignorant cake with what holy on it. Mm. Baker sits down and says, okay, it's religious ideology. There's nothing that is, you know, prejudicial or hateful towards any group of people. It's not discriminatory or anything. 
then it's within the scope of my business and the law. Fine, I will bake the cake for you. Okay. I got but, it. Right. but now, if the Westboro Baptist Church come mm-hmm. in now and say, we want a cake that says God hates fags, mm-hmm. get to fuck up my bakery. Right. Okay, <laughs> to, to me, it sounds a bit as though it's kind of picking Pick and, and choosing. choosing. It sounds like picking and choosing to me, based on what we think is right. But some of the some like if it wasn't uh, the Ku Klux Klan because you said that it's on the on the hit, yeah, the poverty yeah, so right. law center hit list, yeah. right? But if it is if it is just a white super a known white supremacist that wants a kick that mm, in some way simps. Brilliant coffee. Brilliant. Brilliant coffee. If if we want a Donald Trump, happy that Donald Trump wants something made and he goes to a black man and he's in a Haitian, a Haitian, right? He goes to a Haitian man, a Haitian baker, and he says, I want this cake made just to celebrate the fact that we are still in a Republican, whatever, whatever. That is why you asked about the artistic thing. Is a baker an artist? I've I've shown any baker can refuse. For any time, I don't think that's restricted to just art, though. I think that it, I think that that's why I mentioned the brownie thing as well. If I have like a standard product and I put my nothing into my nothing, but <laughs> I ain't really putting this art creativity right, into this right. product. I'm selling iPads. Right. Okay. And Nayasho, uh, a Rasta person. I don't like Rastas. Frigga Rasta. Right. Come in to buy my iPad. It's I don't think I can legally in this. I don't think I can legally say. Nayasha can't buy my iPad because I don't want uh, Rasta's right, iPad right, from me. Right, right, I don't right. think so. Right. But if no, it is that I painted a painting and Nayasha wants to paint Bob Marley. Bring Nayasha wants to paint Bob Marley. I can say I don't want to paint Bob Marley because mm-hmm. that's is, that is different. No, that's putting my artistic expression into it. That's mm-hmm. putting something from me into it. Right. And, and, if it, and if it makes you feel uncomfortable and would not do your best work, you should be able to say no. No. Okay. My thing it. is, right, I, I wanted to make this point before we finish <coughs> feel the, the closing coming. Uh-huh. That religious thing doesn't really hold a lot of ground. How you mean? It's not like um, it's not like one of the main aspects of Christianity. Condemning homosexuals is is I legit. You know you know how many verses in the Bible condemn homosexuality? No much. About two. About two. I I, I I I saw that too, and and then like it didn't seem like a big, it seemed like a gloss over thing, it but is, it was really it is, And then like B is like I actually write it down because they thought. I looked it over today, and there was the other the other verses surrounding those verses that is really shed light on things. You know what's communion? Yeah. You know communion is the wine. The bread and wine. They're in the, in 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 ten chapters before the same book in the Bible. You're not allowed to drink wine. Oh, sorry, alcohol or wine. It specifically says wine in in holy places. The punishment is death. Right. That, that but we well, going to Sunday bogus. after Sunday. It's bogus. Drinking wine that doesn't make any sense. There was you can't give offering without salt. You <laughs> not paying your employees on time. Death. Cursing yeah. your mother. Death. You got some that's good. Go blame not anything. Horning. Horning. Which is like two verses before. It literally says in. that. It doesn't horning. It, it says sleeping with a man's wife. You and the woman have to put it down. You can dead be. <laughs> And then like one of the main things Jesus said, um, love thy neighbor uh, the, the first commandment that Jesus gave was love God, love no one more than God. Mm-hmm. The second one was love thy neighbor as yourself. And then you can come and be like, I can love everybody except for them. That don't matter. Yeah, that don't matter as, as a Christian, if you're really a Christian, you mm-hmm. you you have a Christian owned business and you really want to put yourself as a Christian, you can't be like, I am making kids of blacks, Jews, Hispanics, or. But I don't think I don't think that's what he was doing though. What I, was he doing? I, I think that he was just saying that whether or not you know 
he believes in whatever, he still does not want to engage in that. He doesn't want to be a part of that ceremony. But that's not like, you know. But even in this, the one of the judges on the Supreme Court was mentioned, um, whichever one Donald Trump appointed, because it specified that the, um, it was, no, which, I read two sides, not which one it was. But he said, specifically saying, um, we cannot, yeah, it's yeah, it's not right for him to discriminate, but we also cannot uh, condemn this man to show to um to do pretty much do what he believes in, mm. which doesn't make sense because he that has nothing to do with what he believes in. That just you trying to find the excuse. You mean, you mean but you mean you mean what he should believe in, but if he if he holds that to a high standard, that one line in the Bible, as most Christians do, well, I mean, you can't really dispute what he man believe and what he don't believe. All so right, you, you see, you, you're a Christian, we picking and choosing. You see here, all here's, of Christians. Don't. All right, <laughs> yeah. you see here is where it all just comes right back around. All of this confusion <laughs> with you know the person believes this, but yet they have to provide a service. This is the this is what I find very fun about law, and mm-hmm. realizing people have inalienable rights. Okay. The couple's inalienable right was that they were not to be treated differently. When they walked into that store and they ordered a cake, they were to be treated like any other customer that walked into that store. And they were not. They were ordering something that was within the scope of what the bakery provided. And they were simply told, no, you can't have it because you are a gay couple and you intend this for your wedding. Okay? The law says... You're not to do that to them. You're not to put them at a disadvantage because of who they are. Secondly, that's what the Constitution says. And then, they, like I said, there was state law that says a business is not to discriminate. If he wanted to get away with not having a baker cake for this couple and not have to face any legal repercussions, even if it meant that he had to tell a lie that made himself look bad, then fine. You know what? This cake, this looks like a project that I don't think our ovens can fit a cake this size. I don't think we have enough staff to handle this task. You know, this cake is going to be a bit too... what Whatever the situation could have been. Right. You could have made up a, a, a lie that even if it made you look like an incompetent thing that they said, well, I don't know what you say. You do any cake if you can't do this cake. Right. In which case, if that's a case where they say, well, your ad says you can do any cake and yet you can't do this cake and that's misrepresentation... That would have been a whole lot less ugly situation. They would have probably just paid a fine for misrepresenting the truth and, you know, that is that. Rather than it be this whole big protracted situation where the baker wants to to stand by his ideal of, you know what, I'm not to bake for this couple and all of that ugly bullshit. Okay. I get you. I get you. (sighs) I get even, even for me, it's something stressful because okay. it's like, look at this. I I still torn though. Like, I ain't as torn as Marcus because I still feel it. Like as an artist, you don't want to do that. That's your thing. As an artist, but no, at the I, same I, time, I'm trying to take myself. I'm trying to think about somebody else, or if it was a different situation, right? I and try if, to imagine. Um, I try to imagine as a sculptor and the Klux Klan on the Precisely. Because I would like that the principle is the same for everybody. Right. I would like to be intellectually consistent. And I don't know. But well, then I, well, well, then, if, if it is, we're going to use the, the analogy of the sculptor and the Ku Klux Klan client, what is it exactly that is wrong with the Ku Klux Klan wanting a cross from this sculptor? I Let's break it down like that. What is it that is wrong about it that you must say, I am not going to make a cross with the Ku Klux Klan? Hmm. All right. 
What will it mean if I make this cross? Alright, right, let, 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 let me move on from it, but that's stuff to think about. Anybody that's watching right now, leave a comment in YouTube, etc. On to something else. Before, that was, something oh. real late, before I forget. I mentioned to a friend of mine that's a very big fan of the podcast mm -hmm. that you will be a guest. Mm -hmm. And she wants to ask you, where do you get earwigs from? <laughs> well, well, I, I actually I actually bought this one yesterday and the one before that I also bought I bought both my wigs from number one beauty supply. Well there you go. Um, number one beauty supply. <laughs> <laughs> pretty pretty much any store that sells wigs you can go. It's just a matter of knowing what style you prefer. I like long, sometimes wavy, but this one is a, a straight hair thing. I'll probably go home and put some waves in it. Oh, nice. Um but yeah. yeah <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> I, I, I can't do weave because that's just so intensive, and I'm somebody that my hair traps a lot of heat, and you know, so it's just get a wig when it gets too hot. I go home, I take it off, and just shake my own hair out, and I'm good to go. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, so okay, the next thing we want to talk to you about, um, there was something in the in it was on I think it was on UK TV, mm -hmm. but genuine, you know, genuine. Pony. A genuine pony. You have to know the song, I'm thinking. Somebody can go sing it. Anyway. I'm gonna write, but I don't wanna because then it's gonna be recorded and I get come back. Copyright infringement. Anyway, he, he's an R&B singer and basically um, he said that he would not date a trans woman and people are saying that because of that, he's transphobic. And that is kind of like a recurring theme that we hear when it comes to anything that is transphobia or trans transgenders. And basically a lot of straight men say that they would not date a trans woman, but the LGBT community is saying that that is kind of like transphobic and is not and is discrimination, etc. What well, do you think about it? That that's a touchy subject. The question that I would have to ask is for the for the okay. For example, I'm assuming that both of you are heterosexual. If I'm mm. wrong, don't say nothing. I can talk. Yes, to you no, no, I, <laughs> no, I am. I'm very much heterosexual. <laughs> Okay. I, I, they don't believe me though. <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, anyways, so, okay. You would have to sit down and go, all right, if you're looking for a date, let's say you're on a dating app and you're looking through all the different profiles and you're looking through the different photos and you're having the conversations. Let's say you've had conversations with the, okay, five women that are biological women and one trans woman. All right, and you're sitting down saying, okay, you know what? I want to go on a date with one of these women. Mm. You're gonna be asking yourself, what are the qualities that I'm looking for that's gonna make me want to go on a date with this woman? Mm. With the intention in mind that there will be another date and another date and maybe something else will build and go on from there. Okay. Okay? Okay. So you will be looking at, yes, personality and this and that, and then you look at the physical, this and that, and blah, blah, blah. And at some point, sex is going to come up in it. Right. Okay? And you're going to be saying, all right, well, as a heterosexual man, I am interested in a woman who has a vagina. Mm. Now, it's not every single heterosexual man who's like that. There's some heterosexual men who will say, I would date a trans woman because I like the femininity. So it's just... You know how she talks and how she carries herself, and they're hooked from there. They oh, don't that, need, that's, they don't that's need heterosexuality to you if you're attracted to trans women. You're attracted to women, and a trans woman is representing femininity. She's representing woman. Hmm. Okay. 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 So if you're if you're a heterosexual, so you're you see no. This is something I'm glad I'm glad <laughs> that you brought this up because the problem that we have with sexuality is that people just reduce it straight down to genitalia. 
They reduce it straight down to genitalia, and I'm going to say, I'm going to go there. That's why we have a lot of men that are sitting down complaining that they got these psychotic bitches in their life. <laughs> and can't get rid of them. You know, making, making the lives miserable. And then you got some situations where somebody walking around the backyard hollering for, Turn up, your mother! There's I did not see that coming. But yeah. what's going on. So, <laughs> there, there's you know, a story there. Uh, I did not see that coming. Started, there was this woman, she was very pissed off because she... Wait, this many, uh, yeah, yeah, no school yeah, shirt. Yeah, 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 I don't know nothing about these two, so don't tell me nothing. Um, you know, so, so, so you've got that situation, and they're just going for what's between her legs, and they're not stopping to look at, you know, what sort of person am I about to jump into bed with? Right. So as a result, you will have some situations where a, a man is going to get up and say, I don't want none to do with a transgender woman, I want none to do with a he, she. And then if you have a, a guy that says, you know, well, I'm straight and I find Alexa attractive, I want to go on a date with her. And then you've got this whole situation, well, then that means you was a body man, because that's a fucking man date. You know? But really, it is a situation where when you're looking for someone to form a relationship with, you have to look past the sex of that person. I don't want to cut you off. I just want to understand something. So you mentioned the men that are pretty much looking for women for vagina or mm -hmm. whatever, for sex. Mm -hmm. Let's say, like, those are the women, those are the men. Hypothetically, this this man, um, whatever his name is, Plug. Plug never really looked for a relationship in a woman. Mm -hmm. He just wants a vagina. Mm -hmm. Is he, according, according to your definition, the definition of heterosexuality, it has nothing to do with genitalia. And his person. what you call a gynophile. He's just sexually interested that's in a the vagina. Term, that's a term. Yes. Yeah. Sight. It's, 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 it's rarely used, but that is what you call gynophilia, where you're just obsessed with the vagina and the female sexual organs. But and you're not, not really. To it. Exactly. Sight. Wow. That's why you have so many guys that they're talking about, you know, going from woman to woman to woman because they're just looking to satiate that sexual urge. But put him to have to spend two years with a woman, and go on dates, you know, you pick up the phone, you call every once in a while, or even move in and live with her, and have to, let's say, for example, <clears throat> let's say there's a situation where, <clears throat> I don't know, but I, I have friends that go through this every now and again. They may have fibroids and may even have to have a hysterectomy. And they're going to feel a little uncomfortable about sex because they're now trying to get reaccustomed to their body now. Because, again, this whole gynophiliac society that we're in, a woman is defined by her parts. So if a woman has a, a mastectomy or she has a hysterectomy, she is deemed somehow as having lost a part of her womanhood. Mm -hmm. So then it is, it's going to affect how men are going to see her. It's going to affect how she interacts with men because it's like, I'm now missing one breast or I'm missing both breasts now or I no longer have a uterus. What's he going to think of me? Mm -hmm. He's going to see me as some monster. Mm -hmm. All right. And so let's say a man were to be put in a relationship with a woman like that. Mm -hmm. You would hear almost instantly if the man is a gynophile. Well, she ain't got no bubbies to get chopped off. Or she won't let me get in a porky, but then again, I can't get in there because she had it cut out, whatever the case is. And it goes downhill from there. He's not even thinking of, you know, her wants, her needs, what she would like to do at some point in her life, what makes her scared, what makes her happy. 
nothing of the sort. But you do understand that's one of that's two of those things that trap men, like your female organs, whether it's breasts, you and know, a vagina. That, that, that's not a problem. It's not a problem if that is something that attracts you. What but I'm if that's talking the only about. Thing that attracts you. Thank you. Oh, okay. If that's like, gonna like be the be all and end all. So, for example, a man might come and look at Nayasha and say, "Would ask me, oh man, she just got two little apples there." You know, Nayasha's dead. Like, <laughs> like, you know like, that she did. <laughs> you got, you got, you got a man there that like, like I think it's Jago that singing. I like Bobby's breastuses. <laughs> you know, so. But but, ain't, but ain't talking Nayasha and really, she's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, so Thank you. But, but, go, but going back to. I'm the, not saying that you are, <laughs> but you you will have those situations where there were these. I, and I know people like Lucy can cuss me left, right, and center because I'm using these terms. Um, but you're having these airheaded bimbos that got a set of fully deployed airbags up front and behind. Mm. I mean, whole license plate and everything from that bumper. Mm. And there's, there's no substance in the relationship. But, uh, but wait, going back to the original question, though, mm-hmm. do you, do right, you well, think that... Right, well, we're dating, right. Like, I haven't forgotten that. Uh, so, wheeling back to it now, in most cases, the men that would get up and say, I would not date a transgender woman, most, I'm not saying all, mm-hmm. is usually a man who is interested in having the vagina to fuck. No, I want, uh, that's one of the reasons that's, why I like women, though. <laughs> they have to admit that and, I'm and, and there's not, there's not, like, I, like we established, the there's nothing wrong with that if you, you know, want to be able to interact with your vagina. There's nothing wrong with that. But if it is that you are only seeking out a woman just because you know she will have a vagina, you only want a biological woman. I've even had some cases where I've had men message me and say, oh, I'm into transgender women. Wait a minute. Have you had the surgery or not? And if the answer is no, I have not had the surgery. Oh, sorry. I only deal with post-op because again, they're looking for a vagina. But wait, wait, wait. Although it's not the only reason, one of the things about women that men like is, you know, her parts. I mean, like women and men, men, women like people. I mean, I'm, I'm saying a, a big determining factor for me is if I found out that a woman didn't have a vagina for whatever magical reason, I may be a bit, I may deter from that. I don't know if that made me a gynophile. But that is a big Well, you see, here, here's, where, here's where I would say, okay, for example, let's say if you were dating a woman who was transgender okay. and she did not tell you that she was transgender. I was going to get to that, but yeah. Uh-huh, we uh-huh, will. Yeah. She didn't tell you. Mm-hmm. And, or she probably didn't tell you early on. Right. She waited until she realized, oh, wait, <laughs> Marcus wants <laughs> to fuck me. I have else. to tell him. <laughs> 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 oh, by the way. By the way, that's the thing. Yeah, okay, so you're eternal. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah. Well, so she, so she, so, 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 so it's. Wait, oh, wait, wait. Just stop hitting the table, please. Oh, oh, say, oh, oh yeah, sorry, the table. Sorry, yeah, it's, it's I'm called. sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> anyway, yeah. But you know, um, it gets to a point where it's like, okay, he has sex on the on the cards, and I gotta tell him, and so he tells him, but but he tells you, she tells you, but by this time, you are so invested in you know this woman and you already have all these fantasies in your head if it is that you realize oh so you have a penis all right we're done goodbye and you don't ever message call talk to them nothing you see see them on the road and you're like i don't know you i think there is a big problem there but if it is yeah because because you're because you've decided that you are only worth interacting with 
because I expected that you have a vagina, and now I found out that you don't. It's not worth not all that time. Not but because only, I'm uh, a because I'm a heterosexual man. I get, I get your, I get, yeah, I get what you're saying. You can no, be attracted to. I, right, I'm, I don't like terms, so you explain them anyway. <laughs> I could be attracted to a uh, woman, but I still like vagina. I'm not 100% vagina file. I am a heterosexual. That's what you, that's what you buy in snapbox and don't that. get a role. Like, if you don't get the role in snapbox, you still want to go in. You didn't buy it only for the role, but right. the role is a very Alright, alright, alright. But what, but watch this. You get the snapbox and it ain't got any role. Right. Are you still gonna sit down and say, all right, you know what? I get the snack box and it ain't having a roll. I can at least deal with the meal as it is, or I can just pelt but it because all my room, room. Because I, I like vaginas, I I'm not saying that this is a hundred percent thing, but I personally I don't really I'm not really about penis. Yeah, so I find, all right, and that's understood. Let me let me let me just let me just lay out the scenario as it is. Let's say I am dating a man. Right. Okay. I did not tell him early on that I I'm anatomically male. So you are. I was going out. Yes, that. I am. Okay, cool. And he has, you know, he's generated all these fantasies and blah, 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 blah. And then he tells me at one point, Alexa, I want to fuck you. I then have to pull bricks and say, all right, look. I, I, um, all right, let me just tell you. How long you, into the relationship are you, by the way, in this scenario? Well, Perfect. I have not had any very long relationships anyways. So oh, let's say this, this is like a few weeks until we're talking and, mm. you know, it's been going on for a few weeks. Mm. A few weeks, so let's say less than three months. And in this, and this, and this, few, in this few weeks or a month or so, you didn't think he would want to be sexually engaged with you? Well, no, in my case, well, here's the thing with me. When I go on my dating profiles and whatnot, I disclose immediately that I am trans. But most men Thank don't you. understand. Yeah, Thanks. But the thing is, most men don't understand what trans is. I've literally had a situation where I had started talking with this guy. Mm-hmm. Things went a certain way. We met up and we were about to have sex. And then he realized then and the, pretty much the situation. And it was a very scary situation because it was like, okay, he didn't. Well, even though I put it there and I told him, he didn't fully understand. But what had happened was... Essentially, I blame the porn industry for this. It gives you a particular image of, you know, what trans women will be like and etc. And in my opinion, I don't fit that stereotypical appearance fully. You pull out there. <laughs> I, I assume I dropped it. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry. Let us not focus. Let us not focus on presentation. Where is he right now? Is he okay? Anyway, all right. All right, my thing is, right, like, Knowing that everyone, not everyone, the majority of the public is ignorant on what trans really is. Right. Don't you think that it's important to say not only am I trans, but I am pre-op? Well, this, that's the thing. The same way how you asked me if I'm anatomically male and I said yes, I only, it's entirely up to me to tell you whether yes, no, or I'm not going to answer. I could have said true? I'm not going to answer that. And y'all will have to leave it there. Which you is know? very true. It's, it's, it's really nobody's business. I just think what if it's like a, a Tinder, uh, I swipe right, and I go on with this girl, and... Well, you don't just swipe right, and it's like, all right, we meet him for coffee. Yeah, um, pull down that skirt. Which is true. <laughs> and we, we, we have our conversation. Exactly. And we meet, and we talk, and things are going on. And I just feel like it should have come up sometime, by the way... My penis bigger than yours. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> like so, uh, somewhere along the line, I just feel that like you could have said, "I don't." You're probably aware, like, that yeah, he pushing vibes, he pushing vibes, he pushing vibes. Before I get to there, don't just assume that I know. 
Right. Yeah. Well, well, you see, it's, it's all a matter, too, of how the other person wants the relationship to go. They might, because, let's face it, as I said earlier up in the podcast, the world can be very <coughs> ugly towards trans women. And some of us just will not say anything. That is no reason for avoid, deception, though. No, there's a difference. With, no, hold Let me just finish. Mm-hmm. Some of us will not say anything because we don't want to have to deal with the ugly reactions. When that guy had found out what I was trying to tell him when I said that I was trans, I literally feared for my safety in that moment because he had gotten very angry. Mm-hmm. He got livid. Oh, you are very nice. Sorry. <laughs> what if you would be? I would feel so bad if I, if I was in that situation well, and she was bigger. That's what, like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. If anybody, like, that's probably why he was that angry. I don't even yeah, I don't I don't know how to respond to that, but if that were the I'll case. I would be so cruel. But no, I don't, but I, I don't, I don't oh, like, goodness. I don't like that, I don't like that trans that some trans people think that the fear for their safety, the fear for their safety is a reason to deceive people. I have an issue with that. Well, okay, define what you mean by deceive. It is deception. Let us say, let us by say, omission. let us say, let us say. If you have come across my profile, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. it says transgender, and you decide, all right. Yeah, I don't know what that mean? means, but whatever. Yeah. That's, that's all right, you, you're, you're not fully means. aware. Yeah, right, right. You're, you're not, not fully aware. aware. Means. Um, but you know, she look at because a lot of guys say I look a little different. So she look a little different, and she got, got the same thing, whatever, and she taller than me. Right. So I can still send a message and see what gonna happen. Can't sixty nine, but it can work though. Uh, right. Anyway, come on, come on, come on. We're talking. <laughs> right. And we're talking, and you know. We may even go out and nothing sexual is going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. But then at some point, I am realizing, okay, he is interested in me in that way. Where, how would you say the, the you're saying it is deception by omission. Right. But then is it that I am leaving it out with the intention of never, ever wanting to ever tell you? Or is it that I am leaving it out because I am trying to figure out the correct moment to tell you. It doesn't matter the reason. It doesn't matter the reason to me. I think something as big as I have a penis and not a vagina, and knowing the way that you can say that the general consensus just from how you how you see, whether it's in the media or what you hear from people, people will prefer to know who it is that they're dating in terms of like if, what genitalia they have. If you know that, and you, and you willingly decide to not do it, whatever it's because you're afraid or whatever, I think it is deception. I think it is. Well, that may be, but like I said, you have to understand it is not always, because when you said deception, mm-hmm. I honestly thought it was a case where you were talking about they're going to try to literally trick you. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Surprise. But no, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> surprise. I, got, I, I, remember, I remember reading of a trans woman. Mm-hmm. She ultimately got killed um, where she was engaging in relationships with men. And to avoid having to reveal that she was anatomically male, she made an excuse. Usually the excuse was that she was on her period. Oh. So okay. yeah, she made do, an excuse. So, I heard that too. Right. Yeah. So she, she would make the excuse that she was on her period and so she would have anal sex with them. Right. So they and I, I don't even Yeah, know. I I was up because I mean at some point that. at some point a reach around gonna happen and you gotta feel yeah. something. But yeah. then again it depends on the type of men that she was with. If it is that the person is actively doing that with the intention of 
Is anyway, that... probably both. But anyway, probably both. How are you high in a penis? Yeah, yeah, I don't get I don't understand either. But anyway. And I, I, I would give a, a description, but I'm nah, going to try cool. to keep this a little bit <laughs> PG. Um, but yeah, I mean, I lost my train of thought. Yes. <laughs> If the person is going through every subterfuge and ruse to try to never ever tell you, mm-hmm. no, that's where it would have a problem. If you're actually going to allow the person to have sex with you and you're literally going to try to hide it, mm-hmm. you're going to make up an excuse. You're going to make up a like, I'm going to have a problem with that. Yeah, I just don't like for me. Mm-hmm. For me, if I were dating someone and I were not sure how they would handle it, I would. What I tend to do, or rather, what I have done is that I pretend as if I am not picking up on the vibe at all. It's a strictly platonic thing. It must be to a point where it is so glaringly obvious this person want to get on top of me. It's like, all right, I can't can't wait at this anymore. Look, we got to stop because this is what's happening. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, the person got upset and they were like, you should have told me earlier. And I tell them, well, look, yes, I should have, but I honestly did not know how to tell you. But can't you just put in your bio, in these same profiles, trans woman, penis haver? Why not just take a picture and post it? But there are people that would be interested still. That's if you... Exactly. Right, exactly. Well, that's why I put on the thing. I say... People have as much right to be straight. And you have to be trans. But what if I am a female that likes super big dicks? Sorry. I like huge dicks. And How are you able to walk? <laughs> and and you on the dating app, your dick is small. He's on the dating app, his dick is small. And we talking, but should they just disclose that they don't have a I big think dick? that saying I have a super big dick. I'm smaller than a man from Beijing. Right? <laughs> I think that saying you have a super big dick. I'm saying I have a penis is two completely different I'm things. I'm not saying that. What she's talking about is the expectation. She has a certain expectation in mind. Not, you, you don't. It seems to me that there's something that I would not want to disclose up front, as you would not want. You to would not disclose that you have that you love super big. Yeah, penis. but no, I would no, not until like not like that. But I mean, like I get, I get, I get to, what Nash means. I, I don't. But I, 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 I just I, feel like no. At the same time, though, I think the same way that straight people need to be accepting of how the LGBT community feels. They need to be accepting of the fact that generally we like to know up front. And if you told and if it's you ignore that, that, I expect I just person as why I asked you the question because I just mm-hmm. under, I just assumed that you went through the um, operation already because that's what in my life it's on is. the cards, but this it's not happening. I, I think that like you need to be um you need to understand that like a lot of us are ignorant, we don't understand these things, so you have to like baby spoon feed us through it. Mm-hmm. So I, I I don't personally understand how you would feel. As a straight man, I obviously ain't gonna go through none of that. Right. But I don't understand how you will feel putting pre-op in your um, status or what's not. But I, 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 I just put transgender and I leave it there. But I right. might and is, I, I would leave it. Go again? I might mean, a transgender woman has a vagina. A transgender woman can either have a vagina or a penis. It depends on whether she decides to have the surgery. No. It is not mandatory. It's not a prerequisite. I, I it, it, is entirely, it is entirely on. Because, okay, let us face it. A transition can get expensive, okay? It's more than just buying clothes. It is more than just buying makeup. 
it can, it can involve hormone therapy, and depending on the method, that is a yeah, physically that, intensive yeah. thing. Oh, yeah, it can be cost-intensive. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, when it comes to surgery, there's all sorts of different expenses. There's travel, there's the physical trauma that your body goes, because ultimately you're being cut into. Yeah. Parts are being modified and rearranged, and then there's a healing process, and then that person has to get accustomed to their body and then try to reintegrate their sex life into it mm. um, and even their own day-to-day -day things like going to the bathroom all of that there so it is all physically intensive emotionally intensive financially intensive so very difficult all right? yeah so <clears throat> exactly so for a trans woman she may not always be able she may it's something for example she may be able to afford clothes makeup and hormones she may not be able to afford the surgery or she may not be able, she may not be comfortable with doing sex reassignment surgery. She may go and get breast implants. She may go and have, you know, her, her uh, plastic surgery to have her face redone. And that's fine. But to go under the knife to have her lower body cut into and then knowing, because I've done some research, it is physically intensive. And for those who... It's not for the faint-hearted. It is just not something that you can get up and go and decide, oh, I'm going to do it. Because let me tell you, there are plenty of countries that do it, and there are some countries where you go and you do it, and you come back out, and then you have to go back to another doctor and have it done all over again. I, I have to ask a question, right? And if it's too private, just let me. What is your relationship like with your penis? I don't like it. So I don't care for it. So do do you stand and pee or do you sit because it's more? Women that is one I don't answer. Okay, cool. <laughs> I just I just wondering because I was wondering, like for example, for a transgender who anything that is male they don't really identify with, but mm. the most, in my opinion, the most male thing about her body is like the penis. Yes. In my opinion, so how what is your how do you you know not you but I mean in general if if you're a transgender like how do you feel. Knowing that this thing is stuck to you, it's not I like your clothes. It's not like a right. Well, but no, but I mean, for if you can't afford the surgery, how, well, how do you I mean, manage with this every day? And, and that's what I'm talking about because there's also the financial aspect of transition, and then there's the personal aspect. How far do you want to go? Yeah, I have some transgender friends. They're very beautiful and everything, and they've told me flat out, "I'm not having the surgery. I love my penis." You know, I actually have one trans friend that she's bisexual, and she's told me, "I have no problem using it on the women." I'm like. Do you, darling? You have you have um, want to be a gay trans woman? You have gay trans women, for trans females. Now, now this is where we touch on a lovely part of the subject. I thought we I thought we were gonna forget about it. Well, we Sexual are, orientation mm -hmm. and gender identity mm -hmm. are two totally different. Yeah, I realized I, earlier I called you gay, and then realized I was wrong. I ought to slap you. <laughs> so, so you're so you're a you're a straight transgender woman. Exactly, right. yeah. because I identify and as I present woman. myself as a woman, and I'm attracted to men. No, like I said, I have a friend who is trans and she's bisexual, so she's attracted to both men and women. Mm -hmm. And I also know a couple of trans women that they're attracted to other women, so they will be lesbian. Really? Okay? Yeah. Oh. Because you see... Is it here? Oh, okay. okay I, know, I know trans people from around Latin America and yeah, the Caribbean. Yeah, I figured that would happen. So I've met some that are from the Dominican Republic, Suriname, and Bahamas, and even Trinidad. I don't even keep track anymore. It's just like, y'all are my friends. You identify as trans, so we have a similar lived experience. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's also a good support group because if one of us is having a problem, we can send a message and say, look, this is what I'm dealing with. How do I handle this? <clears throat> you yeah, know, does yeah. anybody know about this subject? And so on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but going back on sexual orientation and right, gender identity, right. the, here's the thing. 
Transgenderism has a way of flipping binaries. It already flips a binary when you have someone who's born male and they're living their life as a woman, like myself. So that binary has already been flipped around. And as a result, so go a lot of things that are attached to gender and sexuality. So where if I had if I had not transitioned to live as a woman, if I did not identify as a woman and I were attracted to men, I would be considered gay because a homosexual is someone who is attracted to persons of the same sex or gender. This is where, because you have the definition saying same sex or gender, and that is where you allow more or less the turntable for it to flip. So <clears throat> I am attracted to persons who will be the same biological sex as me, but that does not mean that I will be attracted to any male person. So I would not be attracted to other transgender women. I would be attracted mm. to men who identify, to males who identify but you as would be men. Attracted to a trans man. I honestly don't know. Okay. I've not. I've not come across any that I'm attracted to. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, I, I am attracted to men. I admire the masculinity. And obviously, I admire what goes on down there. So you know, that that's what that's what I go for. Um, another question, real quick. Um, you mentioned porn has kind of warped the idea of trans earlier. Mm -hmm. So the whole category of female or whatever. That's one fine way that it's that it's warped things by using often derogatory terms mm -hmm. and leading people to believe that that is the term that is generally used. Yeah. Shemale is. A, a pejorative term. term. It okay. is. Okay. It okay. is. Uh, okay, so I, I wanted to get, a, like, I guess, a final verdict just on your opinion mm -hmm. on two things. Mm -hmm. But let's start with one. One, do you think that when men say that they are not attracted to trans women, that they are transphobic? I just want to get... No, it's, it's a personal preference. Okay, okay, But cool. if you're saying I will not have anything to do with a trans woman because she's trans, I will pick a problem. Okay, with okay, cool. And, and when do you think that trans people should tell... Um, a potential partner that they are trans? Well, for me, my personal rule of thumb is as soon as things appear to be taking a sexual turn, put the brakes on it and tell them because you don't want to lead that person on knowing that they have the wrong idea about you and you're going to feed into that because eventually they, they will find out. Mm -hmm. They will find out. So you, you got to tell... As y'all were joking, you don't want to be a situation, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or, you know, the lights are off and it's like, wait, what's this, like, brushing yeah. up? <laughs> yeah, I know. Your fingers very hard. Your fingers very big and hard, man. No. That's a vein. You don't want those, those sort of situations, so okay. you let them know, all right, look, I'm realizing that you're interested in me that way, but I just want to remind you, because in my case, because I, you know, t say straight up on my profile, I just want to remind you I'm trans. Are you okay with that? I really respect and some, that. And some men will tell me, I don't quite understand what that is. And I tell them, it means that I was born male, but I live and I identify myself as a woman. <laughs> I and know you were like, son, I even, pick, like, this I even, like, oh my God. No, I, no, I, I don't do that. I, I, oh my God. I just went through saying, I just went through saying that I do not like my own parts. Why would this I be immortalizing that? Take me or leave me. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. But after I, after I explained yeah. it, you know, I would have some guys sit down and say, I still don't understand. I said, okay, let me put it this way. If we were to get into the room together, 
Yeah. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> this motion is the funniest thing. If we were to be together alone room, in a room and we took both our clothes off, when you look down, we're going to have pretty much the same thing. <laughs> you know, and then there's some guys that are like, oh, okay. I'm like, yes. So is that going to be a problem for you? Or, and I've had some guys that say, look, I really wasn't expecting that. I thought you would have had the surgery, blah, blah, blah. And I say, okay, that's fine. And then I've had some guys that they say, all right, well, that's not what I'm looking for, but you know what? You seem to be a cool person, so we'll be friends. Perfect. Okay. And then there's some that are like, okay, I was just wondering. Um, all right, so, yeah, we could continue. Honestly, like, honestly, I if, it, if there's anything today that I would take away, I respect that about you. Because a lot of people, not only are people, do people say that, that transgenders shouldn't have that approach, but they're also supporting, like, or advocating that they, you know, kind of conceal it because of this, you know, fear or whatever. Right. So I'm glad that you said I, that. I have no problem with, with, you know, telling someone, look, I'm trans, I'm anatomically male. My concern is how are you going to react and yeah. treat me because uh, that's of a, That's right. a valid thing. I think about the thing that happened, yeah. but the same thing is like his choice if yeah. he wants to do it, whoever he wants to do it. Yeah. So, okay, so we're we going to wrap up. But the last thing I wanted to ask you, right? Okay, this is the last last thing for sure. No, right? Don't worry, enough more questions and come after the camera stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um I the thing that that does get me is like you went to stand-up comedy? Um it's it's an interest that I have, but it's something that I tend to do without realizing the okay. comedian bit. Um the, the thing with, with like comedy and stuff, um I realize that People like when you make jokes about anything, but then when you make jokes about the trans community, whether it's stand-up comedians or just in general, mm -hmm. there's just there advocates that come out the woodwork and all kind of things saying, "Oh, this is transphobic," blah blah blah. And then so it's like, it's like for the LGBT, it's like you want to be included, but you don't want to be included in the jokes. You want inclusion, like but treatment. but you want special treatment when it comes to us. You know, making jokes for anything. I, what do you think about that? My take on it, <clears throat> I don't mind if someone were to include me in a joke. The question is, what role am I playing in the joke? Is it that I'm the butt of the joke? Am I the punchline that is something about me being trans and it's going to make everyone laugh? Or is it that it's something that I am doing as, you know, a quirky 24-year-old that is just going to have people on their sides laughing? No, it's, it's, it, no, yeah. it's because, because you're trans. Yeah. So, it, so well, then, well, then I, have a, I have a problem with that. If you're going to make my gender identity be the butt of a joke. But everything is a Everything. A black, black people, white people, Bajan, men, horny, Bajan, women, terrorized, right. anything. But, but look, here's the thing, right? Because trans is something that is now coming up trying to be understood on the LGBT spectrum right. truth be told we've been around for centuries millennia <laughs> but only now people are understanding uh, yeah, who we really yeah, are yeah. Yeah. if you're gonna sit down and you're gonna you know take us and make us into a laughing matter it makes it difficult when we have to advocate because people are gonna be remembering those transgender jokes that had everybody in the cabana club nah, laughing I don't feel so yeah, I agree. I agree and it can and it can yeah. it can make things difficult because I can then, laugh and not consider you a laugh of course, of course not. But everybody well, is the that, that, may, that may be you, but okay. then there are other persons where, for example, mm. the Jamaica Gleaner is known to make some rather homophobic cartoons. Mm. They characterize trans persons as these very bulky, testosterone-ridden men mm -hmm. trying to squeeze into a short dress and high heels. Mm -hmm. And that alone 
is something that I have a problem with, how you are presenting that trans person and you've drawn them in such a way that someone is going to look at it and they're going to be on their sides laughing. Oh, look at that man trying to fit into that dress and, and those and those okay, shoes. Okay. Yeah. And then the, the issue that's going to have, people are then going to associate that image mm -hmm. with the trans community. Yeah. So then if someone like me were to come along now and say, look, as a member of the trans community, this is what I'm trying to achieve in life. This is how I want my life to go. Mm -hmm. Where people, where we'd be expecting people to sit down and say, okay, this is someone that they're looking to have a life where they can go from Monday to Monday. They go to work. They meet with their friends. If they have a, a relationship, they go home to that person and they wake up the next morning and start all over again. Instead of having that mindset, you're sitting down looking, <laughs> you know, I remember what I read reading yesterday, but you remember that man that they're trying to fit in there? Yeah, but, um, but, the, but the thing That's is, what but the thing is, the thing is, Alexa, you can say that about anything, whether it's, you know, that, that black people just only eat grits and, you know, I know. Yeah, well, whatever it may be. I don't think that that substantially plays a role in the way we see people every day. Because if, if so, right. if we, if so, then I would look at, uh, Josh is just the the butt of a white people joke that white people do yeah, this blah blah blah. Right, but yeah. th but this is but this is what I'm saying. You would be able to filter that out because you have had prior exposure. So when you see this, you know the person is trying to be funny and sarcastic and right, what have right, you right. because you you've seen other things like that before. Right. So you know better. Okay, you know this is an exception to the rule. But if you're now coming across a new concept, and this is the first thing that you hear, that usually is like a first impression. That's going to define how you see others. Okay. So then when you come across more persons, it's then going to be a difficulty with trying to disassociate your mind from that first image you saw and not mm -hmm. having to correct it. Mm -hmm. Whereas other people may have seen the other thing first, mm -hmm. the, 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 the more normal thing first, and then they come across the caricature and they can correct immediately and tell that is a caricature. Okay, so when, when the first so when it's, the, it's when like the first impression is in mockery, you think that that can, it can shape, shape someone's... Yes. Okay, I, I get you, I get you. Okay, yes. I just wanted your opinion on that. Um, I, I kind of got two questions. One that kind of hard. Did I tell you these last questions? <laughs> I, I, completely I, don't, I don't mind. I'm all out. So I don't mind. He says, I got um, it. I don't know. I asked this in the chat too. Like, you think that you would suffer from similar discrimination that um, biologically born women suffer from? I have faced sexual harassment. I have faced issues where people just look at me because they might not be realizing that I'm trans. So they're looking and they will decide, you know what, we're going to treat her pretty much like any other woman. So they will think that I am not technically inclined. Mm -hmm. You know, I face some of it, but not all of it. Mm -hmm. right. Some of it, but not all of it. But one, I can definitely speak to is sexual harassment. I have faced that. I still face it today. Mm -hmm. And I remember when Life and Leggings came around, I had, I had to make a point of becoming a part of that because I was hearing the stories which a lot of women were posting. And I was saying, you know what, I've experienced some of these already to the point where it has impacted on how I maneuver sometimes from day to day. Now, we're here at Spirit Bond, and over there by the Shafet where the taxi stand is, there's a group of men that whenever I pass there, they have a number of comments to make. Mm. And it's usually in relation to how I present myself as a woman. Some may or may not be aware of the fact that I'm trans, but they're looking at me and they're making certain comments and they, they're doing it to make me uncomfortable. They're doing it to be facetious. Of late, I have, well, I've never really taken them on. I would just walk past and zone. And some of them have taken the hint and realized, okay, she's not taking us up on that. Mm 
some stuff and others still go ahead with it. I've even had a situation of, a few weeks ago, I had to make two separate posts about a certain ZM driver that as I was walking to a store to get lunch, he's driving his vehicle behind me and he's there, you know, making comments about how he wants to be my friend and he wants to have a conversation with me. And it's like, I don't even know you. I don't know you. You're also tailing me in your vehicle, so I'm very uncomfortable. And there are few people along this road, so I don't know what the hell is going to happen. Yeah. And he's, he's even done this in front of other people, at which point when he did that, I had to turn around. I let him have it. I told him in a few extra words, basically, to fuck off. Mm. What are you, sorry, I just can't imagine what the extra words were. <laughs> I basically put it like this. Off is the direction in which I'd like you to fuck. Oh, okay. <laughs> Verbatim, cool. I told him that. Okay, save. Well, um, Kofi, you got, any, any, no, you got anything? No, okay, no, cool, because yeah. we, we wrap yeah, yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah, I'm retarded. I'm retarded. I just answered myself. Okay, I, well, stupid. Alexa, thanks for coming. And mm. I and when you being here, I hope that um, Barbados becomes, I guess, more inclusive to the point where they understand that. Right, you, you're good people. You're good people. And they, I want to understand you and this, understand mm. that. And see what we saw today. Um, I give you the chance to actually do that and not just, you know, discrimination, whatever. So as you are, I guess you're still going through your transition. Yeah, the transition is still ongoing because, like I said, it's different phases. So yeah, it's, it's still an ongoing process. And we um, will. Um, sorry, another question. Not a so problem. So when a trans woman, she does the surgery, she takes her hormones, all of this, all of this, all of this. And then all of that, does she still... Is she still trans or no? The transition has come. The transition, the tra no, the and transition. She's no, okay. Trans. Transition takes many <laughs> stages. It is, it is literally just the process between going from how you would have been born and socialized in society to how it's a, it's a journey of self actualization. Mm. Yeah. So the transition is just that process of self actualization. Whether you haven't started it yet, whether you're going through it, or whether you finished it 15 years ago. You still identify as a woman. You are a woman. And, well, yeah, we, well okay, cool. Uh, we can do our best to transition um, our mindsets and the people around us to be more inclusive um, because that transition is a lot more important, honestly. You are not right? closing in mind before this podcast start. Nah, that wait. was clean. It was bomber. <laughs> 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 no, this is I Know Podcast. Information, knowledge, observation. Also, I Know Nothing. Big up for Malik Kofi, Romar, mm. Nayasha, Maurice. Alexa, thanks for coming. You will be back again. We won't be talking about all this stuff. We'll probably bring you on for something else. But anyway, for now... I look forward to it. We out. This is the I Know Podcast. We're all about healthy debate, honest conversation, and talking beer junk. Information, knowledge, observation.